Well, joining us on the podcast this week is Jody Hall McAteer, who's been extremely busy at doing all of the global tours. And yeah, so we're really happy to have you on the podcast this week, Jody. Hi, Will. Thank you for having me. Uh, and so at the moment, you are just in Paris for the global tour there. So how I know you've just arrived, but what's it like there? Yes, I just arrived in Paris this morning. I jumped the warm-up this evening and then I'm here for the weekend, uh, jumping on the team, the Cascai Charms team. I'm the under-25s rider this year. Mm. And I've been to the show briefly this morning and the venue is unbelievable. We're jumping right under the Eiffel Tower. So Mm. you can imagine the setting is absolutely stunning. So, yeah, I'm really excited for the weekend ahead. Definitely, definitely it would be. If I was in your shoes, that would be unbelievable. (laughs) You know, yeah. they, just to jump in that setting looks fantastic. But, you know, there's, there's, you've been to quite a few now. You've been you've done Stockholm, Madrid and Valkensvard. What, what have the other places been like? Yeah, so Madrid was my first one. And to be honest with you, I was really nervous. It was quite daunting. Mm. And I think that was quite a big show for the first one. Uh, it was a big grass ring. It's steeped in history, the show. It was the 110th year of Madrid Horse Show. And... It was unbelievable, the atmosphere, they were a loud crowd and it just felt like normal. So, yeah, it was quite, there was a bit of pressure there, but I think I'm starting to find my feet a bit more now. Uh, I had a good show in Volkenswad and that was obviously a big grass ring as well and it suits my horses. And then Stockholm last week, the rings are on sand, it's a bit smaller and it's similar to this weekend, so it's a bit more like jumping indoors smaller rings, tighter turns, that kind mm. of thing. So, yeah, I'm just trying to find my feet a bit and see how it all goes. Yeah, and that's, like you said, finding your feet. It's Because it's been such a long time since you've been jumping at five-star level. Obviously, you did the two five-star Nations Cup shows at Hickstead and Gijon at yeah. the end of uh, 2019. But since then, as five-star shows have been so hard to come by, uh, you haven't had the chance to jump at them. So what was it like, you know, getting back into that five-star level and especially the global tour which is obviously one of the most competitive tour in the world yeah so I was really fortunate I did Hickston and Gijon I was quite young looking back when I went to them I was just turned 19 and they were great experiences for me but then Covid happened and EHV this year I never really got going I went to Spain at the beginning of year and did well in the four stars there but I think jumping at these shows, it's a completely different ball game. I mean, the technicality of the courses and just riding and competing against some of the best riders in the world. It's really challenging, but it's a massive learning curve. And yeah, I feel really fortunate to have this opportunity as a young rider. And yeah, it's just gaining experience and confidence, really. Yeah. And that's and that's great. And like you say, it's riding in competing against some of the top riders in the world but also the benefit of the global tours is that your teammates with quite a few of them so just what have your teammates been like have they been accommodating and helping you in trying to get established at this level yes of course I mean I grew up watching Eric Lamaze on Hickstead Um, he's been a massive role model to me so it was pretty cool being on a team with him and getting to call him my teammate and him and Benji who uh, works for him, they were really helpful in Madrid and in Volkenswad. And then last week, uh, Carlos Lopez was on the team with me and he's another 
older he's had so much experience and he was really helpful as well and super friendly and supportive so yeah although there's a bit more like it's like riding a nation's cup every week when you're jumping Mm. the league uh so it's a bit of pressure but it's been really fun and yeah I've made a few mistakes I've had some good rounds some great results but I've also made some silly mistakes learning and yeah it's they're fine with it and they completely understand and they're really encouraging so it's great to have that kind of support in the team yeah and, and that's great obviously Eric Lamar's being an Olympic gold medalist we all yeah. one of my <laughs> first uh first memories is watching him win the Olympics um show jumping memories um yeah. win the Olympics on Hickstead which was just such an unbelievable you know performance there it was absolutely fantastic so you know to be in that you know group of prestigious riders is is so good and I, th- I really think that's where Jan Tops and the Global Tour have done a fantastic job of trying to create a way for the for the young riders with the under 25 slot to get into these really big shows. Yeah definitely I mean the whole organisation of everything is second to none and just having this opportunity and the kind of exposure at this level has been invaluable for me really and already I've only done four of them I'm probably getting to more shows in the team than I anticipated I would be able to Uh, so Mm. that in itself is really fantastic but each time every day in the warm-up watching them jumping myself seeing what lines they're riding how they're doing it differently to I might have done it I mean you just learn so much every day and yeah I feel really fortunate to have this opportunity Definitely. And I hate to put you on the spot. Is there any examples you can give of, you know, watching some of the top riders there where you have might have put that into your own riding to, you know, see what they're doing and then you then can learn from that? Yeah, I mean, just watching the courses in the beginning, I had, I did my first Grand Prix in Vulcanswald, I qualified and I was first to go and I didn't go so well, I ended up retiring. So just, I mean, having the chance to watch them before I jump, it definitely impacts my riding and makes me think, right, if I do this, this and this, hopefully I'm obviously not riding like they are. (laughs) But if I try and do what they do and replicate that, um, yeah, it makes a massive difference, really. And just little things in the warm-up, what some of them do, what bits they use. Um, like I was in Stockholm last week and Scott helped me the first day, Scott Brash, and mm. he went through the course with me and, and like made a plan and said in the warm up on my horse Pepper, he said just a bit more left leg, hold him a bit straighter and then you go in the ring and it makes a massive difference. So it's just little mm. pointers and tips whenever you can really. Uh, yeah, it makes a huge difference. Definitely. No, it is, it is great. And to get into those shows week in week out it, it gets you into a into a role where like you you said the first time you said you're a little bit nervous at Madrid but then since then your results have got like really really good like that Camosa which you must be absolutely delighted with has picked up some fantastic places yeah she's been a super little mare for me um she we bought her a few years ago and my sister was riding her and then Kaylee Watts who works for us at home she was jumping her and then I took over uh, just at the beginning of the year and had her out in Spain with me. And then um, it, we weren't really sure if she'd step up to the level the way she has. 
Um, but she's just exceeded our expectations, really. She won a speed class in Volkenswaard and she was third in the league there. And then last week in Stockholm, she was third in the 150. So, yeah, she's been amazing. And she's been, I've been able, because of her, I've been able to be a lot more competitive at this mm. level than I ever thought I'd be able to so early on. Um, so, yeah, I'm, she's just amazing. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, that that's great. So I'm guessing you got Kamosha and Pepper yeah. uh, here this week. Oh, that's very good. And what's the when's the Grand Prix? Uh, the Grand Prix is on Saturday. It's a bit different, mm. so you do, you only have one chance to qualify for the Grand Prix. So that's on mm. Saturday afternoon. So I'm hoping I use Kamosha in that class this week. But obviously, we see how it goes. Mm. And then if you are in the top 35, you get to jump the Grand Prix on the Saturday night. So. Yeah, the Grand Prix on Saturday. Cool. And that's a, a thing that is obviously different in the Global Tours than to other kind of shows is the qualifier on the same day as the Grand Prix. Yeah. How do you go about preparing for that? Do you try and use two different horses or do you try and use the same horse? Because it, it, you look at different riders and some, you know, some choose to do it differently. Yeah, I think it just depends really on what the plan is and what kind of horsepower you've got at the show. Um, the qualifier is the second round of the t- of the league, so mm. it's always a bit bigger the second day than the first day. Um, and it is it's a lot of jumping if the horse does goes ends up going three rounds like does the jump mm. off of the Grand Prix, it can be a lot of jumping for them. Uh, so a lot of riders they save their horse for just the Saturday or they jump one in the qualifier. So that's what I'm going to try and do this week. Mm. Um. But it is, it's really hard to qualify for the Grand Prix. I mean, I had one down in the morning and I wasn't slow. I did all the inside turns and I just scraped in. I was 35th. So the standard of jumping is so high. Um, Yeah, you have one down and you might not even qualify. So, yeah, we just have to see, really. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a very good way of being able to whittle it down to you know, just having like your perfect sort of TV product, you, you only have 30, 35 riders and then the yeah. jump off and you get that into that hour and a half to two hour, like sweet spot when you end up having 60 in a Grand Prix, it does for a lot of people, put people off trying to watch it and it's very clever. So um, sort of that's one difference, isn't it, compared to uh, say Hickstead. But how how do you think the Global Tour shows compare to pr- most other shows you've been to? Um, I'd have to say just the, like, they're so unique in the locations. Uh, mm. Like last week in Stockholm, we were jumping in the Olympic Stadium um, where they had all the athletics and everything. I think the stadium was built in 1912 or something. Um, and it's right in the middle of the city. You walk across the road to the hotel. The lorries are parked like 10, 15 minutes away. Mm. And it's the same here. I mean, you're jumping, you look up and the Eiffel Tower is right there. So mm. I don't quite get that kind of experience when I'm jumping, say, at home in, in Hickstead. Mm. But one thing I'm having to get used to a little bit is uh, the hanging around. You know, you have two mm. horses here. I'm used to going to shows at home with five or six, sometimes seven mm. horses. So, yeah, I've, I'm twiddling my funds a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not complaining at all. But, yeah, it would be nice to be a bit busier. I enjoy kind of the hustle and bustle of the shows. So, 
yeah on one hand it's nice to kind of kick back and enjoy it and it's almost like a holiday but at the end of the day I've got a job to do so try and focus as well yeah and that's I mean I, I'm a, a very pro the global tools I think they've added a fantastic uh, dynamic to the sport yeah. uh, but the one thing that is hard while competing in the global tours week in week out is producing the young horses yeah. because like you say that you only are allowed two horses and the minimum you can jump is 145 yeah it is really tough to produce those next uh, you know the next group of horses so how do you sort of combat that yeah so I'm lucky I've got a good team at home so keeping them taking over uh, but I've got some really nice I've got three really good nine-year-olds so when I went to Vulcansward it was quite handy that the riders we were allowed to jump the two star there as well so they all got to go to Vulcan's Wild and have a run um so yeah it is really hard to find the balance because obviously they my, my two horses I have here they're more experienced but they can't do everything and it's about finding the bridge between my nine-year-olds getting them up to this level that they can go straight in and not have to build up to it by the end of the week so it is it is difficult in that respect, um, but it's all about finding a balance, really. So I go to Oman in two weeks or one week after here. And so I'll give these two horses a bit of a break and get my other ones out there and up and running a bit. So hopefully by the end of the year, they'll be able to support these two horses more. Oh, well, very good. So um, obviously we say you know best of luck this week that's fantastic but uh what's the plan for the rest of the year yeah so i head to oman Uh, i've got i was fortunate enough to be part of the rolex young rider academy so i've still got some training to use up based in toboggan with the schroeder brothers ben schroeder's been helping me a bit uh, as well as robert bevis he's my trainer Mm. at home and he's helped me for years so I'm very lucky to have both of them helping me and supporting me. Um, and so I had probably there at some point in summer and then the horses don't have to do so much traveling either in and out of Britain because mm. of Brexit. Uh, so I do Oman and then hopefully if I'm selected, the Young Rider European Championships. And then I've got a few more globals lined up as well. So London, I think I go to Rome, Hamburg, um, yeah, so it's it's going to be busy. So yeah, I'm really excited. No, that sounds very exciting, and obviously, all the global tours is is fantastic and is the main aim. But the Europeans, you must be very excited being such a you know having all this experience at five star level to then go to the Europeans under twenty ones in your last year. That must be something that you're really aiming for. Yeah, of course. I mean, the team's not been selected yet. But hopefully if I get the opportunity to go there, I can put in a strong performance. It's always so nice to go back to the youth shows. I, it's where it all started, really. I remember jumping. I went to Marcel when I was 12 for the Children on Horses. And the Nations Cups for the youth, they're such an incredible pathway, really. And they've really helped me, I think, getting that little bit of team experience from a young age uh, is so beneficial going forward into the senior level and yeah I'm hopefully if I get selected for Villamore I can go there and put in a strong performance uh, because there's nothing really better than representing your country and wearing the team flag. 
100% and uh, I mean this year is your last year in young riders and then but there's so many good riders with you that are all vying for a spot you've still got Jack you've got uh, Whitaker, uh, Lily Freeman Atwood Flo Norris Scarlett and Sienna Charles Willow well, you know there's so so many apologies yeah. if I forget a few there's so many good riders that whichever team gets picked it's going to be really strong so it's surely you know, everyone will be hoping for that team medal or probably team gold with how strong that team is there. Um, and that, you know, with with you on flying form at the moment, that must be a, a real aim. No, definitely. I mean... I know you still have to get picked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not picked yet, Will. <laughs> um, so hopefully, yeah, if whichever team goes for the more in great britain there's so many talented riders and it just shows how good great britain is as a nation at developing uh riders from ponies up to yeah well 12 twos it all starts there really 12 twos 13 twos 14 twos we're known all over the world as being kind of the nation that's great in ponies and then that transcends into the juniors and then onto young riders and then up to the senior level. So, yeah, whatever team ends up going to Villamora in all of the youth teams, the children's are strong, the ponies are strong, the juniors are strong. So, yeah, it's great to have that kind of talent in the country, I guess. No, it's great. And I have to say, if there was a bookies there, I think I'd be putting strong money on the, on the British young riders to be coming home with a medal. But Anyway, as much as uh, as much as I love talking to you today, Jody, I'll let you go because I'm sure you have to get off as you are at the show. And best of luck this week. I'll be keeping an eye out and hope you do very well. Thank you, Will. See you soon. Speak to you soon. Unfortunately, Will's a little bit tied up this week competing, um, so I'll just introduce myself briefly. I am Deborah Hargrave and I am from Pro Ride Academy and I help Will to produce the Four Course Show Jumping podcast. So as you'll probably already be able to tell, I've been very fortunate to welcome two guests this week and hope you just enjoyed our interview with Jodie Hall-McAteer, who is absolutely on flying form at the moment. And I'm just about to hand you back over to Will, who will introduce you to our second um, guest, who is Lawrence Maynard from Centaur Park in Belgium. Well, joining us on the podcast this week is Lawrence Maynard, the organising director and manager of Centaur Park, one of the biggest show tenters in the whole of Europe. How are you today, Lawrence? I'm very good, thank you. The sun is shining, so uh, everybody's happy. Yeah, it's the same here, but unfortunately, I think it's about the last day tomorrow in Britain before it starts pouring down with rain, which is so we get back to back to reality after a strong ten weeks here. But I'm sure it'll be. A little bit better with you. And you had a, a show last week. And how was that? Yes, exactly. Uh, we had a tour uh, last two weeks, and um, it went it went good. We had uh, some good sports, good wins. Uh, yeah, super. Very good, very good. And also, obviously, one question we're wanting to ask is: EHV was a huge problem for riders, show centres, and the whole equestrian community alike. How was that? How did you find recovering from that with that hiatus? 
Um, yeah, first of all, there was the crisis already and still ongoing crisis with the mm. COVID. Um, yeah. That was that was really difficult, but that was for everybody in the world, I think, the same. It was for everybody. Uh, it were difficult times. Um, but we managed to keep the sports, professional sport going uh, in Belgium. So we could uh, make sure we could welcome the clients and the riders uh, with their horses to keep the horses in good shape and keep them jumping. But then uh, after, uh, a lo- after one year of COVID, there came the EHV virus, uh, which blocked the entire equestrian world, actually, mm-hmm. uh, from traveling or going to places. Um, so that was a, a big effect on uh, both Centaur Park, as I think also the, all the other equestrian venues. Obviously, COVID, of which was devastating for plenty of other people and you know try try and keep it light-hearted <laughs> no need to rehash on that um but the but the ehv is was a, a strange one because it's never been before that the equestrian community has been quite so hindered and how how did you find coming back from that yeah first of all we had to um analyze the situation what was the ehv uh, virus and what did it do? How did it get spread? How did it get so such a big outbreak? Um, and then there was the lockdown period. And of, during the lockdown period, we managed to organize a good way to come back to the uh, semi-normal life with um, yeah with all the rules and uh, protocols for the the new startup of the events. So um, we spend a lot of time thinking how to organize this in together in combination with uh, FEI. I think together we managed to find new ways of um, making sure everything could happen in the most safe circumstances. Uh, we were one of the first shows uh, get, that got started again um, in immediately in a tour system, what is not so easy. But, uh, yeah, a lot of rules, a lot of uh, investments are made also. Um, everything we did, we, we did every, everything we could do just to make sure um, the, yeah, everything could run smooth and safe for both riders and horses. Oh, that, that's fantastic. And I'm guessing things have been plain sailing since or has there been any setbacks? No, it's always difficult because um, one of the rules, for example, is testing. Um, when you know that you have to test your horses when there is more than 400 horses on the show or 399, then you know you will have positive cases. And then you need a good exit strategy. Um, but the first time, it's always, of course, a little bit stressy. Um, but yeah, our team uh, together, we did a fantastic job and uh, everything got run smoothly and we got a lot of uh, Good feedback on this, both from riders as from uh, Federation, FEI, and uh, and so on. So yeah, it wasn't easy, but uh, yeah, our team did a great job. Well, that's that's great to hear. But the the main reason why we've got you on today, and the thing that we're fascinated to hear about, is your new competition structure for twenty twenty two. Would you mind showing a bit of light on that idea? Yeah, um, well, we are now running five years of Centaur Park uh, with our team um, and everything is going good. We are, um, we are improving we, every week. We are uh, investing uh, in the future and um, 
now we are running actually um, on weekly or monthly base several international shows, two and three star level mainly. Um, mm. And we were thinking already a long time, like how can we step up? We are a young team, we are a motivated team, and we wanted to step up um, in the be- yeah in a, in a good way for both uh, riders as uh, also for of course Team Centaur Park. Um, and after a lot of brainstorming, we came up with the idea of the rider series. Uh, and the, with the rider series, we're going to bring in the summer of 2022, we're going to start with four extra three-star and four extra four-star shows to the program. Um, this this is how do we come up with this idea? The idea is actually... Um, okay, it's super that there is, of course, more points and more ranking classes to to jump. Everybody is now always trying to jump uh, the bigger classes. But the, the steps between two-star, three-star and four and five-star are huge. Um, it is not easy to step up, especially not when you don't have all the sponsors or the the best sponsors. Then it's then it's actually really, really hard to, to step up. Um, the rider series offers an opportunity to many of the riders to, to step up uh, to that level. So our target group of riders um, is actually riders between the top 200 and 2000. That is the, the this is our main focus group. This is what we uh, for those people we organize these shows. Mm-hmm. So there is extra chances for them to jump bigger classes and to get the ranking points to get into the top 100. Yes, and that's that's a fantastic idea, and you know my ears perk up because I'm well within <laughs> within that uh, that yeah, that group of riders. So the first question, maybe more from my point of view than anything, is how are you going to? So with four star show, for example, is really hard for riders, as you say, from below the ranking spot two hundred to get into so how are you expecting to be able to accommodate for as many riders as possible um the show is for sure going to be limited to 100 riders but in the summer of like in the summer there is a lot of other competitions going on there is a lot of nations cups both three and five star nations cup Mm -hmm. there is the global champions tour there is plenty of other four and five star shows um they going around in Europe. Uh, you find you find every weekend you find two three bigger shows. Yeah. These shows are for the people of the top two hundred. Uh, mm-hmm. Clearly, um, so the extra shows give extra chances to the riders to, um, yeah, to come and jump and have the chance that it actually adds the adds the how you say this the um, the odds of getting into a show. They are getting bigger. Um, so we offer the, the shows. And um, yeah, so in, in general, so the, there is a lot of more possibilities for riders of the top 200 to 2000. I think that's it's such, it's so important because, as you say, the, the gaps between like two and three star, I think especially, is, is so big. And even being at the same place, you see a two-star Grand Prix, then a three-star Grand Prix the next week. Uh, in my opinion, it's just a completely different ball game, and it is really hard for riders of of that sort of stature, like you say, between two hundred and two thousand, 
to get into the swing of things and, and then try and compete with your best riders that come to jump those classes. And so, so I, I think it's a fantastic idea, but um, how, so obviously the, the huge upping of prize money and you don't need to get go into too much, but how is, are you, is this backed by a big sponsor or is this being run by Centaur Park itself? Um, this moment it's run by Centaur Park uh, ourselves, yeah. um, but it's a new concept and a concept sells. So we are looking and we are talking with a few partners um, to see um, if they will support our ideas. Um, because one of the other main ideas behind uh, the series is to create more um, more shows in our area. The area here around Centaur Park with all the other uh, equestrian centers is one of the main equestrian uh, spots of the world, you know. Mm. This is the, the place to be if you want to be professional with horses. Um, with adding these extra shows, this only highlights this. Um, so now, of course, for you guys in Great Britain, um, it is really difficult with the Brexit situation. Well, if you're still doubting of moving to Europe, we hope that the Rider Series will convince you to move to Europe and then come to our area. Because here we don't have only two stars and three stars, we also have four stars. Mm -hmm. You can jump anything you want here in this area. So, um, and for sure, with the other people around, they, they can offer you good horses to buy and we have the best clinics to take care of them and the best vets and so the equestrian center of the world is, has to become more and more here in this area. And so one of the main reasons of the rider series is actually to invest in the future. That's a, that's a fascinating concept that I actually I didn't think of. To, to try and create your center to be the spot in Europe to everyone to base around is so... And it already is that area... Of, of Belgium and you know bordering Holland is is so huge and as, as you say in in the equestrian especially show jumping uh, community it's so big and but to make that even more it must it must make you proud to try and be the hub of show jumping for Europe yes for sure proud of um, our, the entire team of Centaur actually mm. because uh, as I said we are a young team um yeah everybody's very motivated very dedicated yeah and then it's it's nice to to also give something back to the equestrian world and with uh, with the rider series i think this is a, a really nice thing for uh, for everybody definitely i really think that too but just before we let you go uh you're 30 years old which is I, to me, obscenely young to be running such a high, have, have such a high profile job and be running such a, a huge equestrian centre. So just out of curiosity, how did you manage to get into the job? Oh, it's actually a, a long story short. I was always uh, active in the sport uh, as a rider and, uh, and a horse dealer. Um, but when I turned um, 25, um, that period, the Centaur Park came for sale. And it was actually my father, who is a big entrepreneur and a business guy, he said, um, what, yeah, what is the price, actually? What are they asking for a place that is huge like that? I said, yeah, I don't know. I'm, 
I didn't think of it or does, that doesn't interest me actually. He said, why? Everybody's curious for the price. So mm-hmm. let's go and ask for the price. And so we did just out of interest. And then he said, like, what would you do with it? And so I started making a business plan. And then with the business plan came an offer. And then, uh, yeah, then, yeah, well, before we knew, um, I was behind the computer in the office and uh, my riding pants was in the closet. So, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it just happens. No, that's, that's very interesting. And it, it's fantastic what you guys have been able to do. Obviously, me being selfish, would love to see something like that in Britain. But uh, I think your your idea of trying to get people to move into your your area is maybe you know a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, with the three and four star shows is is very very good for those sort of riders. So that is that is fantastic to hear. So anyway, thank you so much, Lawrence, for coming on the podcast, and be very excited to see and hopefully attend. Uh, that'd be that'd be great. If um, your rider series, which looks looks fantastic for the future. Thank you very much, and uh, I hope we can welcome you very soon. Thank you very much. Speak to you soon. Have a good day. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Full Course Show Jumping podcast. We really appreciate you're here, and make sure you tell your friends, subscribe, rate, review, let everyone know about this podcast because we'll be bringing you show every single Friday. Thank you very much and we'll see you next week.
Thank you so much for listening to the Full Course Show Jumping Podcast. We really appreciate you're here and make sure you tell your friends, subscribe, rate, review. Let everyone know about this podcast because we'll be bringing you a show every single Friday. Thank you very much and we'll see you next week.